Hey, what's up? This is MP Radio. Always make progress, and we are your hosts, Uncle Pratajaji or Fractal Biomechanics on Instagram, and Dr. Sean Astorga, Amp Education on Instagram. This is the official podcast of Amp Performance Rehab's mentorship program for rehab clinicians and fitness professionals, where we help you differentiate yourself by getting your clients faster and more long-lasting results. So today's episode, we have the second ever chiropractor to ever grace our presence on AMP Radio, Dr. Mike Tonry. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. It's Tonry, but Tonry. Yeah, yeah. We're off to a great start here. So. Great start. <laughs> awesome. Mike, man, thank you for uh, spending some time with us here. Would you mind telling uh, the audience just a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, who you serve, anything that you think is uh, important for them to know? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on guys. You know, been a big fan, you know, I'm one of the, you know, many listeners, right? So I'm excited to be <laughs> number on five here. right here. Oh, number <laughs> five. <laughs> so, um, I'm Dr. Mike Tonry. Uh, I'm a chiropractor located in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, we just actually recently opened up a practice and it's with me and my fiance. She's also a chiropractor. Um, and it's going to be focused on like postpartum rehab. Um, so working with, you know, females, in that, you know, very un, uncertain stage of their life. It's something that she's been passionate about and it's something that I've, I've gained a passion for over working with these females and see what they go through. So that's kind of our new venture right now. We just opened up, we're looking for a space now, but just kind of opened the business, you know, a month and a half, two months ago. So good there. Um, these are always fun. My, uh, I guess, to starting out, how I got into chiropractic, that's always a decent one to go into. I um, had a spondylolisthesis. So basically a PARS fracture in my low back, uh, L4, L5. Um, I was in eighth grade playing football, just rotation, twist, pop. And I was in a back brace for about four months. So just trying to keep like straight through the spine, which at the time I'm like, makes sense. I'm in eighth grade. What do I know? Uh, <laughs> now it doesn't make much sense, but here we are. Uh, basically was told I wasn't going to be able to like lift, you know, play football, do all the things that I love doing due to that injury. Um, then uh, I went to my chiropractor, got another opinion. Um, she basically said, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's not true. We can definitely get you back to where we need to. So um, that I, with that kind of confidence, because for a while there, I was just like, man, I'm, I'm done. This is it. I mean, as an eighth grader, you know, I was probably listening to like Green Day or something really sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there crying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, putting water on a window, letting it come down, just, you know, it's over. Um, but no, I was, I was able to work with her. I started, that's when I really started getting into like exercise and rehab, to be honest with you. And from there, I was like, man, this is really cool. I would love to dive deeper into this. Um, so yeah, I got through my four years of college, still wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go to, took a six months gap in between undergrad and Cairo school. I delivered beer for six months, which was like also my college job. And I realized like, Hey, you can't do this much longer. Um, you know, I love a good Budweiser, but this just isn't going to be my path here. So I literally <laughs> applied to one chiropractic school off of a, off of a whim. And it was in Atlanta. I wanted to get out of the Midwest. I'm from Illinois originally and uh, landed down there. So awesome. yeah, that's, that's my story there. That's great, man. It's uh, um, I like hearing why people went the route they went, like why, chiropractic versus like PT versus like personal trainer. And a lot of people's stories are very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, similar with my story too. It's like, I just, I went to like, I had a, a knee injury. I went to like really, really shitty PT for a while. Mm. Didn't get better. Someone referred me to another PT. I talked about our last episode, Janice Mora. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. I'm like just exercising 
and doing a bunch of stuff and I'm getting stronger and my knee doesn't hurt anymore. And then from there, it was just like, I think yeah. I'm going to be a PT now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, yeah, I mean, I just, I guess I had a similar experience, but kind of, I had my, I went for my low back for, for my injury. I had physical therapy. It was through the hospital and it, I just didn't, I didn't get much from it even at that age because I had been lifting since I was like in eighth grade, thanks to my brother. Um, so I had been like lifting weights and like doing stuff and like applying, you know, whatever I could probably just a bunch of bicep curls, but you know, you know, just trying to get upper posterior expansion, you know, all that good stuff. Before your time, man. Yeah. Before that's it. I was Bill Hartman. No. <laughs> uh, no, I was just ripping curls in the squat rack, I'm sure. And do a bunch of bench press, but I knew like that that's how I made progress. And I was able to like, you know, get things done. I went to physical therapy for my low back and I'm like, none of this stuff is, is giving me enough. Sorry. My back is crazy. None of this stuff has given me enough to get me over the hump, which I thought I needed to get to. So that's when I went to the chiropractor and she was actually able to, or at least I felt like was able to get me over the hump. So that's why I chose that route, maybe over physical therapy. Cool. Um, yeah. Did that, did that chiropractor take a more like, um, I hate saying the word like rehab approach, but like more exercise based approach or at the time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say, she, I mean, she was pretty weak. So in the chiro world, Ooh, we can do some chiro education. There's like straight chiropractors and then there's rehab chiros. So like a straight chiro would be one that's like very like principles, philosophy based. Um, they, you know, that's like that bone out of place model. Um, that's still commonly used, which we know is, you know, not true, but it's also how, how it is, um, with that, with that world. So she was, had that sort of mindset, but she also came from a school that was rehab based. Um, so she had like those principles in mind. She goes, you need chiropractic and that's what I can give you, but you also need to make sure that you're rehabbing this correctly. So she gave me like, she didn't do it herself, but she at least gave me like the, the wherewithal to like, be like, Hey, this is going to help you, but also you need to add this in. So then I kind of just dove into some stuff for myself, uh, started researching some things like, you know, how to, how to fix my low back on Google. <laughs> no, she was able to help yeah, me. Yeah. bicep curls in the squat rack. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, I mean, I was able to play, you know, four years of high school football, four years of college football, and then um, still able to lift, do things I want to do. So I think that's, you know, a testament to it's that kind of that, like a thought process that was instilled in me. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, Mike, what's the name of your, um, of your practice? It's a uh, culture chiropractic. Culture chiropractic. Uh, why'd you guys name it that? So a big thing for us, like when we were just like trying to discuss like what exactly we wanted from, you know, cause with our joint venture with her and I, um, I'm definitely like, she's getting into the rehab, like she's learning it. It's awesome to see. Um, but, uh, we wanted to kind of build a culture and we're just like, we kept like bouncing around with different, trying to get creative. And we're like, why don't we just name it culture? Like we, we want it to be like a place where people like build more than just like someone comes in for an adjustment. Like we do events together. Like we build this like big brand around, around what we're doing. So we're like, just name it what it is. We want a culture. And um, nice. for us too, like her, she has a, she's Dominican. So she has like a background with like, you know, Spanish culture, that sort of thing. And then like, so we're like kind of bringing in like a, we want to like cultivate a culture. So it's like, it's been like kind of like our mantra ever since we've been together. Um, I've been trying to learn how to, you know, dance uh, at least a little bit for our wedding. So like I'm learning <laughs> that culture. <laughs> so it's just like, it's been like a word that's been tossed around between us so much that we're like, they just name our practice it. And it's, we actually love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yeah. I had a feeling it was something like that when I learned what the name was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be able to show us some of the dance moves that you've uh, picked up? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've been really working on my, uh, just getting those adductor, 
I ducked yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a little two step. Yeah, I just because I, I think I really need that to really get like you know some salsa and some different things in. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put that on display at some point. <laughs> no, nice. Um, so uh, we, you and I met in person at uh, a live course that we took a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Justin Rabinowitz's um, Rehab Cairo Mastermind. I infiltrated yep. as a PT, um, but I, I thought it was like super, super impressive. Um, just like how many like young, new, like professionals are there, right? Learning how to like build businesses that they want. Uh, even yeah. people in school, um, you're, you were obviously there. So you're one of these people that I'm, I'm talking about. So what, like, where did that come from? Like the choice to like, right out of school, I'm going to build my own practice and go after that versus uh, working for, for somebody else. Yeah. So initially I did work for somebody else, um, for two years and one was the COVID year. So if that, if we count the COVID year, I think the Lakers do for the NBA championship, but nobody else does. <laughs> Just the Lakers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I did do that out of school because I just had no idea, like, you know, and I'm not like, I'm more of an introvert until you get to know me type of person. So like, as far as like, getting out and doing all the things that I'm doing now, like it just was totally out of my nature. So having the mindset to, to do that wasn't something I had, but you know, fast forward a few years, I realized that if I wanted to start a business, I had to fill in this gap somehow. Like we spend, I don't know, I think, you know, $200,000 plus on schooling for chiropractic, physical therapy. And then we literally have no money spent towards business development, business skills, which is, I did, it's something you don't realize until like you realize it, but like out of, coming out of school and like realizing I had no, like, like we just got off a call today and I'm like, I don't even know what half the things she said, but that's good because I know that means there's tons of things I need to work on. Like ignorance, like is bliss, but it's also like definitely something that you can't have with business. You have to be on top of things. You have to know your numbers you have to be able to get people in the door. So I think like for us, we knew we needed that. Um, and, you know, paying whatever we're paying now is so much, so worth it because we know over the long run, it's going to be like exponentially increase our ability to communicate, but also just generate revenue and have a thriving business. Yeah. yeah. What, what I find funny is like, I think even Sean uploads on his stories, average PD student is like 140, 150,000 in debt. That's, I think it's 142,000 for, for PTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he, uh, Mike is saying it's 200,000, something like that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of money. Be, Either way, it's a, it's a shit ton of money. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What, what I want to say is like the, the amount is so huge and it's not like after learning all this stuff, the problems are being solved. No, <laughs> they're not being solved. Yeah. <laughs> like I, the yeah. mind's like, uh, like a, this course uh, curriculum they're not solving issues and then there's uh, minds like bill and ron they are coming up with stuff which actually solves the problems yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> i mean weird yeah. education system it's weird it's, it's like i spent like a ridiculous amount of money learning how to do things that i i will never use but that is school is like basically getting you ready to pass boards it doesn't necessarily give you the clinical knowledge to be able to go treat necessarily I mean, all the, most of the people who I know who have a lot of success in the PT or the chiropractic world are the people who had schooling, but went out and did a bunch of extra stuff on the weekends. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, because the stuff we learn in school, it's weird to say, but like their whole goal is to make sure we pass, get through, so they can keep getting people through the door and then send us off and make sure we pass boards. So that's their goal. That's their focus. As a Cairo or student or a PT student, your goal is to find out, and it's hard at the time, but like find out like who you want to work with, what population, and then go learn as much as you can about that. Right. Cause yeah. that's, that's but like a lot of people don't do that and they get out of school and I, the failure rate for businesses is crazy. I don't know what it is to PT, but I know it's like within two years, I think like less than 20% or something like that, like will fail. Yeah. And there's a bunch of chiros that we know that aren't even doing chiropractic anymore because they just couldn't make it work. Um, so they actually picked up like a sales job within like a, still in like the chiropractic realm, a lot of work for like nutrition companies, X, Y, Z, but they couldn't make it work as a chiro because they never developed the the business skills and also the clinical skills to, to do it. So, yeah, no, it's very true, man. And, uh, like that, that what you spend on your education, right. Your like didactic school education is entry level, literally like you are mm-hmm. like, I could pass the boards and like, hopefully be safe with patients. And then that's it. And then like what you do from there, right. Is really going to be the differentiator between, you know, if, if you're with people who are going to, uh, who work with the population you want to work with, like basically everything you just said, I won't repeat, repeat it. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, people's ears, as long as they're working, like they would have cut off, <laughs> but, um, like, you know, and it's very real. Right. And then like, I get like being in school and not having a lot of, you know, funding or new to your career, having funding, um, but like being able to like link up with people who are like-minded and that's why I like Justin's group so much. Cause we're all in similar areas, like business wise, some are a little further along, some are different, but you can learn yeah. from that and it will increase exponentially, like how, how fast you learn. And then obviously the return on investment, like you probably can't even quantify because it's, it's, it'll be high. And the same thing goes for continuing education with, you know, movement related things and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can make that, like, you can kind of like, think like laterally and be like, okay, his business course, like stuff that you guys do with AMP uh, mentorship, like the investment you make into that, like how do you even quantify the knowledge that you get from, from either? Because um, I think like you said too, like, just like you pointed out at the, at the mastermind, there was like people who were like, you know, 20 years into business or more. There's people, you know, who are like, you know, 10, 15, five, there's people who are still in school. So like just having that like ramp of knowledge to learn from uh, different levels too and like having that available was huge and i think we saw that in the mentorship two group with you too we had you encore and then just like different um levels of knowledge in different areas to go so if i don't understand something that maybe um you said i can go okay maybe i need to hear this from a different lens or a different perspective and it just like helps so much with the learning process so yeah. just having groups like that, I can't, it's helped me ex- exponentially. So you're not on an island anymore. You're like with people with like-minded who understand where you're at, have learned what you've learned or are learning what you're learning. And kind of like Justin said, cause um, I can't remember her name, but she was up there. She's like, she's like a stud, but like we, she went, we went over basic principles again. And she's like, oh, these basic principles are, I need to get back to those. It's just so funny hearing that sometimes from people who you like, you put on a pedestal and for yeah. rightfully so, because they do the right things, but then like they hear something basic that you like kind of put off. They're like, oh, I need to go back to that. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. You're making how much and what? So yeah. It's I would say anytime I am like stuck with a patient, the first thing I go back to is like, what step did I skip? Because I definitely skipped something. And it's always like, oh shit, I, I missed something really basic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, happens less and less, you know, as you get older, it'll still happen. So it's always those principles, man. They're a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same, same treatment wise, same treatment wise. Like, yeah. uh, I, I would like to say this, 
coaches division they get so caught up in the uh, like drills reading drills right left differences and complex drills getting yeah. from right to left and staying in left and like all great all phenomenal but all these drills assume that you can breathe well if yeah. you can't do that no you are skipping steps you just extend you are just extending and orienting in those drills simple as that simple yeah. as that i want to tell this this is my experience and anyone who is listening to this a well executed supine hook line will give you results which you can't even imagine a well very well executed supine hook line that's it mm-hmm. that's it not even reach just breathe in and breathe out and just uh, melting down on the floor we'll give you're, giving, you're giving away the secret now they don't have to come to our mentorship program yeah that's pretty much all I <laughs> <know>. uh, <laughs> Even even though I say this, you won't be able to execute it without coming to the mentorship. <laughs> yeah, basically the whole that was the whole mentorship program. We just did that for about twelve weeks. Yeah, twelve uh, weeks. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Uh, supine hook line. Here's how you breathe. <laughs> Good, you're welcome. I know. I, I clinically, I've noticed that more and more too. Like, I would definitely, I would say, even like six months ago, I would not skip it. But if like they got frustrated with like the breathing stuff, which people do. Mm-hmm. because it's hard and it's annoying sometimes for them to like get the concepts down but you just have to like be the clinician and be there like hey this is what we need to do just be confident in that and then usually they'll see that through once they start seeing those results happen like you get those quick wins like we talked about like get a quick win like show the range of motion like do a test retest that's how you get the buy-in with that stuff um too often i see people like well i mean on social media all the time we see it just like executed poorly or just like false things happening like they did this one drill and then they had you know their life was perfect and they skipped off and they had a million dollars um it doesn't generally work like that um in actual clinical you know so but like just being confident knowing that these are the things they need to do to restore that range of motion and then having them see the change um that's probably been the biggest thing for me because before i would just give them a drill they said they didn't like it but cool um I, I i see i see why you say that but now i'm like okay no let's go back because i think we, this is something we really need to nail down so that everything else going forward is going to be so much better yeah so that the so that part is is big for the the buy-in like yeah. linking it right to their story like whatever that is and then yeah. showing how uh how you can scale like literally how can you scale a supine hook line drill up to whatever the person is trying to accomplish you know exactly, the, exactly. Yeah, that, I think uh, business, like you were talking about business skills and selling and marketing, whatever it is, I think it's pretty crucial. Why? Because I think people are realizing right now with every passing batch or generation, people are getting to know that we need to take risks. And in the world of capitalism, if you are good enough, you will be rewarded. So the thing is, because of the lack of internet social media and all the previous generation the previous batches they didn't realize what a multi billion dollar untapped market is the pain market they didn't realize it now today, on social media like i get people from germany poland like i would have never imagined this to see yes over that i would be getting this but it's a untapped market yeah. and we have to learn how to sell and if we upskill what will give you the results and then sell it be confident sell it i think keeping it that simple that simple 
I think yes. it should be that should be the goal. If people are realizing this right now, like you said, people in school, in PT school, yeah. or just out of it, and now learning how to create a business. Why? Because they because of social media exposure, they've got to know like everyone is in pain. Everyone. Yeah. And I can do virtual sessions as well. And like, wow, the world is so close knit now. So yeah. let's do this. Like money is just lying around. You have to just pick it up. That's it. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> figuratively, right? Because I don't say much. Yeah, my gosh. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's that's so true. The sales thing it has been massive for for us because I didn't, I had no idea how to sell. And one of you know, his name's Brett Winchester. He's a really good DC. Um, he's always like, "Don't be the best kept secret in your town." Like, and I feel like a lot of like rehab chiros, a lot of like, yeah, even, like yeah, yeah, forward thinking PTs like have like such like a what is it the like imposter syndrome whatever you want to call it like there's so much they know they don't know whereas like the people who don't look for more things they, and they just like are so confident in what they do like yeah. they're they're the ones selling those massive care plans or so you know putting yeah. all that so but like and we're over here we're like angry at them but they just mastered how to sell so we can do the same thing they're doing we just have to play their yeah. game but now we play exactly. it better because we know our clinical skills mixed with our sales skills are going to give them better outcomes than they're going to get with that person. Who's just, you know, relying on what they learned 15, 20 years ago. And, exactly. You know, the same thing. So I think that's the, that's the biggest thing that I've done is like getting out. You just got to get out. You got to make sure people know who you are, uh, what you do and how you well mainly how you can help them because they don't really care what you do until they know that you can help them and you, you can provide like a value for their unique solution. Right. Something that I want to, something that I want to add on to this is that this is something that I learned from Rua. Uh, he's a coach of mine, friend of Sean, friend of mine. Uh, so Rua Gilna, the biomechanist on Instagram. So this is something that I've learned from him. So he went from being a personal trainer in a gym in New York to now, self-employed having multi-millionaire, multi-millionaire clients who, who like pay him upfront for uh, for an entire year or something so he has gone from there to there like this guy yeah. knows how to sell and what he told me is that be so good at the basics so good at the basics what what happens to him like when someone comes in because they have been to the pts they come to a personal trainer he's a personal trainer movement guy whatever so they come him uh, come to him and then uh, tell him that oh i've been to this 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 is pt and nothing happened so he tells them what 15 minutes free 15 minute session what if i reduce eliminate your pain or make you move and feel better now right here right now <laughs> and just blow them away like be so good that you won't even have an iota of doubt speaking this sentence like yeah, yeah. 15 minutes and i i might get uh, get you out of pain or reduce pain or increase your range of motion dramatically so and then they're like oh like, he is different and then those 15 minutes the basics that you the very basics don't overwhelm them with a complex stuff. basics improved now now what do you say you want to work with me like, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, Basics, that's, man. That's so true. That's so true. And I think, man, that's something too with, I guess, like that back to like just how we in this world, for some reason, are rehab chiros for me, but even like, you know, PTs, kind of like private practice PTs who have their own businesses as well. It's like how much we don't value. <laughs> I feel what Jake said at the seminar we were at. He's like, 
people around you are just they're so shit they're so bad at what they do um, <laughs> i was gonna you say something like, you, i was gonna like say something about this actually yeah yeah that like and we don't realize like how how good we actually are how much knowledge we actually bring exactly. or value to people, exactly. um, because we know there's so much we don't know but we just have that it's, just, it's, a, it's such a weird thing that like the people that are like putting themselves out there um taking the extra like taking these courses take i saw i think um abu signed up for yeah uh, i'm like that's awesome because he he's gonna be a stud he's already a stud he's a student and he's like yeah. 40 light years ahead of like where i was when i was his age and that's what i want to see from the kairos coming up because i didn't have that like literally when i first started working with justin i'm like like he was talking about like you know i didn't know you existed like i didn't know you were in my world like you like you know notice that there was this massive gap with like how you coach kairos who want to be rehab based like that didn't exist all the coaches i worked with the coach before and he was like <laughs> it was the classic chiropractic cell and like it was like cool but what if and then it just it kind of just stalled out so just like finding finding your people finding your like tribe of people that like you yeah. know resonate with you is, is so huge and if you can do that as a student like just invest it's so, it's so worth it. I wish I would have invested a long time ago in this stuff had I known it was there. And now we know it's here. It's out there on the internets, on the interwebs. Like, go take advantage of it. Encore's sure. got money just lying around. Look on the floor, pick it up. So what happens is that uh, this imposter syndrome, even posting on social media, what a coach... So I had to overcome this. Okay, I will. This is going to be very interesting. Okay. This is the exciting part. So what happens with coaches and clinicians who are, I mean, experienced? It doesn't matter. The imposter syndrome. Why that happens? Because in your mind you're like, oh, what would Bill Hartman think about me? Like, am I posting shit? Or uh, what would uh, Justin think? What would Jeremy think? Am I posting it right? What would Rua think? And no, even they know that. In the initial years, you're not going to be perfect. Like yeah. if, even they're not perfect. Even Bill is not perfect. No one is perfect. There's a uh, uh, there was a coffee and coaches call where Bill was saying this that I wouldn't send my worst enemy to Bill Hartman year one, and Bill was saying this himself. So, <laughs> and so that's the thing. That's we in our minds we are thinking like. Will I get validation? Like what would Catherine or Mike K think about what I'm posting? Like. Uncle, they you're know they're naming names. People are gonna be like, I literally don't. <laughs> no, what they're gonna do is they're gonna look them up. And be like, this yeah. bit, their posts make no sense. This is like calligraphy. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but you, you know what's helpful for me? What was helpful in, in that sense was like those people. They're not joining my mentorship, right? Ultimately, so yeah, they're not being a bit. I respect them highly. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. you know, but they're not my customer. Like, so exactly. Same if I'm like posting for patients, you know, it's just like the material I put together for them. It's like, as long as like, there are certain people I care about their, their, their criticism, but if it's just some random person on the internet, how I'm talking to a patient, like it really doesn't affect me in any way. Cause ultimately they're not, they're not doing anything to, to yeah. build a business. When they said, did you pay me? No, then we don't have a problem. Do you have my number? No, then we don't have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing, but the thing is that most of these people are so genuine, humble, like Mike K, he knows a shit ton, but he's always providing, okay, do this with your client, do that with your client, like small tips and tricks he provides me. He knows, like, this guy just started, how do I, 
how can I assume that he would be on that level already? He won't be. Let me just help. And that's the thing. You have to break that mental barrier. What are they thinking? They know how a beginner rises from this to this. They know it. And they're not going to judge you for that. If they're genuine good humans, they won't be judging you for that. And another thing is that Lucy Hendricks, Lucy Hendricks and I were talking like long, like one year ago. So she, so I was pretty, uh, during that time, I was also going through this feeling like, what would they think? What would I do on social media? Some of the posts that I want to share, but I, I don't know how do I share it. And she's told me one thing that I would that I will remember for long. She said to me that, dude, I wish you saw those so-called big names in person coaching clients. If you saw them, you would feel very good about yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's, that they mess is, up. They is... mess up all the time. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something also like what you said before, Mike, going back to it about like, um, like what other people are doing is so bad, right? Yeah. Getting over it. There is definitely, I know with myself for sure, there is a bit of, I don't know if it's just like confidence or like, I'm just like arrogant, but just being like bringing someone in where I can just show them like, not, not to like discredit, well, it is to discredit the other person. Um, but to show them how we're, we're different and how I can help them. Like yeah. there's something about that that just like, it's very like motivating for me just because like the, the, the standard of care is, is so, it's so low, so right? Low. It's so yeah. low. Yeah. I think I think too, it's like, yeah, you get someone in who's been, and that's like the perfect patient, right? Someone who's been to a few other places and they, and not that we want them to go like bouncing around a bunch of places, but for us, like we know, like we can be so different we know that we're different and it's so easy to like, yeah, do a few things. Like how did that feel? Look at the change in range of motion, look at these tests and like, wow, I've been going to X, Y, Z for this many years and we haven't had that much change. And I'm like, that's like the <laughs> kind of knowledge. Like, like but like you like, you see it all the time. Like people come in and they, you know, dealing with like chronic pain and then they get like sent to pain clinics, they get injections, they get X, Y, Z. They never like, and that's why I think like, that's the issue too is like, us as rehab professionals, like rehab tires, especially us. And I know similar thing for, with PTs as well is like, we don't market ourselves enough because like, we're so like, mm. tend to be so not that way. Um, but if people knew more about what we do, there'd be less people going to getting those injections. There'd be less yeah. people, like people who are, you know, doing better marketing than us. Right. Again, going back to don't be the best kept secret in your town. Uh, get out That's there. the thing. Yeah. Cause you got it. You got, you have to be, better at marketing than those people because they're really good at marketing and they're getting those patients that you should be seeing. And that's, and that's your fault if you don't get them because you're not doing what you need to do from a marketing standpoint. So yeah. I've realized that's a very, very important mindset shift to make too, as like, especially PTs, cause we don't get, you guys get, do you guys get business like in school at all? Like any kind of business? We have like weekend seminar, like, you know, like, yeah, more, more than we got, more than we got. We got some definitions on like accounting terms and like other. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, great, cool. What does that mean? Um, yeah. But um, like marketing, sales, like those things are things, skills, right? Networking, those are skills that, like, regardless of if you have your own business or you are a PT working in a, someone else's clinic, you need to have those skills uh, 100%. And like, sales is just literally like, I believe in what I do. Let me show you that I can help you. And then you give me money and I help you. Like, that's it. You know, that's all it really is. But it has like this like connotation that is weird for people. And like, once you overcome that, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just you're being human and asking questions is basically yeah. what, you know, what it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. There was 
there was an uh, IFAST call uh, where Bill was showing on the treatment table, medial elbow and median knee, some drill, like, like some prone propulsion drill, something he was showing there. So, so that was very motivating because before he tried to demonstrate it, and he was like, look at this carefully. I have messed up in my life more than you can ever imagine to all the coaches there. You can ever imagine I've messed up more than this. Watch this carefully. And then he goes like medial elbow, fist form and medial knee pressing propulsion stuff. And that's the thing. Like those who actually know things who are genuine, those who are good humans, they know that you cannot be like great at the start, but you have to start to be great. Yeah. You have to start to be great. Yeah. So that, yeah, 100%. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I think I was talking, Sean, to you about this at the, at the seminar is that, um, also getting into like, you know, more business, like, like charging what you're worth. We all tend to like undercharge for our services and what we provide. And like, I think I was talking to you about the, we're kind of diving into the postpartum world. Um, that's kind of what we're, we're going to be about. That is what we're going to be about with our practice. Um, and I was talking to you about a patient that, um, was getting the, the ab suction drills for her, for her rehab and just like how, like, that's so 1990s, right? It's <laughs> just like drills. What are they like called? Such, sure called. Like uh, the vacuum, the vacuum. Vacuum bows. Oh, 40 minutes. Yeah, TVA exercises. Okay. Right? TVA exercises. Um, those drills for her, like, postpartum rehab. And these people are not in network. They're charging $200 a visit for that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you hear that, you hear that, and you're like, you should, get, you should get pissed off when you hear that because I did. I was like, you're, you're giving her these drills. I know for a fact you're not making her better. Um, I know a fact you're probably making it, it worse in a lot of ways because she's pretty like I actually. Yeah, I, I was just one of those things I saw. And I'm like, man, that's what we're that's that's who we're fighting against. Yeah. So going back to what Jake said, there's so much shit out there. It's so bad. <laughs> you just have to have the confidence to charge what you're worth and like be uh, $200 for a big impulse. Yeah, doing that and then like all the all the all the, the classic stuff you'd see from like post like the postpartum world, but like that's probably one of the biggest ones you see. And then I actually was like very curious. I'm like, is this still going around? Because like as far as I've been concerned, that stuff's been like thrown away, like that's been out. But it's it's still prevalent. And it's it's probably more I, a testament to the people you're hanging out with, though, that you don't know it's still a 100%. thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I don't see it on my page, but I literally looked it up on Instagram and it was like rampant, like hundreds of thousands of posts about it. So like it's, it's, and that's, those are the posts that people are seeing because the people who are posting those things are the ones who are really good at sales. who are really good at marketing. You know, they're the ones doing the monster band walks for glute activation. Like they're still doing that. Like, and they're not getting the other information. So um, just hearing that, like, that's one thing too. Like we were undercharging for our services. We we're over delivering for sure but we just had to like, kind of like raise that level back up. And for me, that's why the business coaching, if anyone's thought about business coaching or like, is like, kind of like, eh, I don't know, it's a lot of money. It's really not once you learn how much it can give you back mm-hmm. uh, time-wise, but also from a money perspective. It's hundred percent. Yeah. The same yeah. thing with like the mentorship. Like if you think that like, I don't even know how much your mentorship is. I just like put it on a, put it on a card. I'm like, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, like, you know, even if, if it's like, you know, 12, like, what one thousand dollars a little bit over a thousand dollars like think about how small that's like one like one credit of or like two to three credits of a class that you didn't even give a shit about in school that yeah, you probably exactly. slept through that you didn't show up for classes that you probably like 
had like an old test. I don't know. You, you, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, describing my college experience. Yeah. <laughs> so like, when you think about that investment, we don't even think about it because you know that's yeah. Uncle Sam mm. coming in. But when it's your money, there's that emotional attachment. But just think about like what you can learn from something and how that value you get from learning that can be put mm. towards your patients. Once you increase your value as a clinician, then you then like you can start charging more. You can, you'll start seeing more volume. You'll have more confidence with people. Um, so all those things like are so big. So that a thousand dollars, whatever you spent, seems like nothing when you make like you know three thousand, four thousand on the next patient, right? So yeah. it's a very small investment for uh, for such a big trade off. Yeah. Yeah. Think about a uh, person who you see who's gone to like three other people. They have like knee pain, and yeah. then they're like they see Mike and get better. Like when they go tell their friends, I went to all these people, but Mike is the person who helped me. Like that's dude, it's in value. That's the marketing right there. You know, exactly. You suck at sales. If that's your marketing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead. I mean, uh, we, we, we go through a lot of imposter syndrome because our profession is pretty much in the public. And that is what, uh, makes a lot of people insecure. Otherwise like, Imagine a software engineer, MBA, anyone. Like, what your exam? What your exam is the interview within within that closed doors with the HR guy or the technical guy? Yeah, that's your interview. That's it. Like, this is what you are getting exposed to. Like, how good you are or how shit you are will be only seen by that interviewer. That's it. And that and that is why it's so chill out there. But here, like, full of imposter syndrome because you are out there in public. You don't get it, you get reserved with a client and then the client will go to someone else and then they will say like, oh, I work with this guy and uh, nothing happened or I didn't get that good, that better. I understand where all this imposter syndrome comes from, but you have to fight it. I, I think that's life. Uh, you have to come out of your comfort zone. Yes, you won't be able to give results to everyone and I don't think it's derogatory towards anyone that okay if you don't get results then you're bad probably not like you're not meant to help everyone it's just that uh, people's judgment is something that they fear so suppose, suppose someone comes to me doesn't get results get goes to mike and gets results and then they'll say, say to mike that oh i went to Alcor, i didn't get the results and, and and you know that's the thing most people fear yeah but there's a lot of fish in the <laughs> pond a lot of fishes in the pond like it's like 7 billion plus population so yeah no i agree i think that's the big thing too is like with our transactions that we do as rehab professionals is like they're basically giving us money and trusting that we're going to fix their problem and like it's not like a clean transaction like you go buy a laptop you know pay this price for this laptop i have a laptop exactly, like, yeah, exactly. So like, oh, this is the product and now for us we're selling ourselves and our skills so, like, it's hard to sell your skills it's hard to sell yourself um the human um, yeah because like especially because we overthink everything like, i overthink everything like i just worked on something this morning i'm like oh, i should have done that or i should have you know oh this probably could have been better but that's like the stuff it's like it's kind of like i go back to like my days with football it's like next play because like that's that's how you have to live it because if you just like i would like like be uh, like up at night about like oh god did i do no i didn't do that oh man you know what i mean it just like drives you crazy so you just gotta like you know know that you have the skills to get people better and not everyone's going to get better or to the point where you want them to be and there's so many other factors influencing that right oh yes so that's the big thing too it's like just because like your drill didn't help or work or like got the effect that 
you were looking for. There's so many other things in their life that could be thrown in there. So that's the other thing too. It's like, we have no idea what they do those other 24 hours or 23 hours are not with us. Um, so we can't like, you know, hang our hats or hang our heads down and like, yes. we don't get like the immediate result we wanted to. And it sometimes people just take longer. Like I had, um, like a chronic like hamstring upper like upper hamstring like tendon tendonitis osis whatever you want to call it like she was struggling for years like injections all that stuff it took us like good a good like two and a half three months to see like some like serious results and like at the time i was like shit but in my head i was saying shit it's like what it's like a duck it's like the duck looks calm up top but like underneath the water it's going crazy, <laughs> yeah, the duck's going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think social media also point, uh, paints a wrong picture, I would say, yeah. because uh, yeah. this, this is the thing that I want to point out is that on social media, so many coaches, clinicians would be uh, posting pictures before, after and saying that, oh, did, did one reel, ping on, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that paints a very wrong picture in the client's mind. And they're like, oh, oh all these years of pain will go in like one session, two session and never come back again. Because I saw so many coaches posting this way. Yeah. Oh, that might be magic. Bill stuff is magic. BRI is magic. So I don't need to like, I, I just have to do two sessions and for the rest of my life, I'm sorted. Mm, no, gravity will screw you again and again. So yeah. it's true. Yeah. Not just for patients though. It paints unrealistic picture for, for coaches us. Coaches and clinicians. Right? Everybody. Those yeah. are like mentally. Yeah. Like the, the newbies. They're like, oh, I want to learn this shit. And then like, this is so interesting and people getting results in one or two uh, drills. I want to learn. This happened to me as well. I, when I do my backstory, Sean knows this. So, but then when you get into this and you're like, okay, yes, this is the most efficient process, but does not mean it's a superhuman process. Yeah. So you, yeah. you're not dealing with machines where like input processing output, like yeah, in exactly. that processing and humans, like multiple systems, playing on biopsychosocial everything playing on yeah. you don't know exactly yeah it takes time it takes time like you do get you know quick wins big wins but like a lot of times those chronic but especially chronic working with chronic pain like it is a up and a downhill battle you'll get really big wins and all of a sudden we'll come back down and, and it works like that with with those people those are the people that we're going to draw to to our practice are the people that have been through two or four five six different professionals and they've gotten the same thing every time or they've gotten you know just absolutely <laughs> the worst treatment ever but <laughs> so it's and it's like hard to like hold back sometimes because i don't want to i don't ever like to downgrade or like talk bad about professionals yeah, exactly no, no, yeah, want to take no, away no. From their experience either because they spent money they invested in these things yeah. and if you say oh that's the dumbest thing they ever could have done for you like first off like maybe it was but also that patient just paid a bunch of money to have that done to them so you're saying that maybe those, doing the right thing too yeah right yeah yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe at the time that was what you needed, but like, obviously where we're at now, that's not working. So let's come up with a new solution. Let's come up with a game plan to get you where you want to be. Um, this yeah. Extremely good point. This is something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Now I'm like practicing it. Never talked bad about some other professional who has done something. And uh, because why? Because for you, that guy's methods might be outdated or they don't work or invalid but even what you are going to do someone else might look at it and would be like good you could do yeah. much better so there's always this ladder yeah it's a game it's of telephone a, too it's a game of telephone because you're not getting it from the clinician you're getting it from the patient you're getting it from the patient. yeah, yeah. so their, their interpretation of what it was could be not it could be like completely wrong or maybe it wasn't explained very well maybe there wasn't enough time in the appointment um, so there's so many like factors to take in there 
But I think the biggest thing is like, yeah, don't, don't, you know, say that their journey through this, getting through their pain has been bullshit for six months. Cause that's like one way oh, to, to not win. And that happens. You're not validating them. Yeah. You're not validating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My second, but you're not validating them. Their money has been spent and they, they feel cheated and everything. So yeah. just like, yeah, that's great. It works for you. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, if it has not worked for you. Okay, fine. We are going to do something else which works for you. And this is, this is, this, this, and how I proceed with my principles, my theory. So let's go that way. Exactly. And it, yeah. if it makes sense to you, like, let's proceed. So never, never say, oh, no, no, that was all BS till date, what you have gone through and everything. So yeah. you're like invalidating. Yeah, um, people talk so much shit. So <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't need any more of that. So um, yeah, we, we Mike, need more lo- love in the uh, world. More, more love, Mike. How do you navigate uh, those conversations with a patient who uh, they're inevitably like? I mean, mo- flare-ups are going to happen, right? Like in a in a course of, of care, especially with the people like you said that you're you're going to typically attract. How do you handle those kind of conversations, or at least maybe like pre-frame it before it before it happens? Yeah. So I think that's something you got to get ahead of before it happens. Definitely. So like we play like the, yeah, I think I'm just like Justin spitting Justin, like car crash games, like have those conversations. If you're working with people, like make sure you know, like what, what possibilities could happen and then have that conversation with them. Ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. I know you feel, I know like, you know, you feel a lot better now um, and I'm so happy that you do. Um, but there could be times where things feel maybe a little worse. There's so many factors that have influenced that. Um, we're going to make sure that we maintain a steady course here. We have a plan for you. We're going to stick to this plan. Sometimes we have to deviate a little bit, you know, depending on pain, depending on what's going on in your life. But just know that we have this plan, of course, this plan is going to work for you. Um, but always please just like have open communication with me if something's bothering you, something's hurting, because those are the big things, having that like line of communication back and forth. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. They just want to know that you're not just being like, no, we have to do this, get on the table. Like they want to know that like, oh, you understand that I have this pain, that you know, there's so many things that influence it and that you're here to talk to me about it and like, make sure that you are just a person with that person, <laughs> right? Just like be a human. Don't be like a, just a robot. Like, no, we have to do these exercises today because sometimes you're not going to get in those treatments because they're going to come in. Maybe they just traveled. Maybe they have, they had family. I had this just happened last week. We're getting really good results, getting some like nice measurement readings. And then her husband's family came and stayed in their house for a week and a half. And she came back in and I, it's like I had done nothing the past month. <laughs> um, what a headache, that <laughs> Relatable, yeah. <laughs> she was like, my hips are tight again. You know, i don't not feeling this happen. And then she was just so stressed out. So we just like, just talked to her, kind of talked her off of the cliff. Like, hey, we're going to be okay. But yeah, just had that reassurance conversation and just said it with confidence. I'm like, hey, listen, like you had a really stressful week. Like, you know, stress shows up in different places. There's emotional stress, there's physical stress, there's chemical stress for nutrition, all those things add up. And these are factors that we have to take into account, but you're not on the wrong track. We're going to get you back going um, and just like make sure that they, they understand that you know where they're coming from, but also that you have a plan for them too, that you're not just like shooting in the wind. Yeah. yeah that's awesome man yeah so you basically just uh be a good human right is just be a, yeah <laughs> don't be an asshole <laughs> no but you're right though because like um like that is something that like in a busy clinic it just gets brushed brushed away oh just yeah, don't worry about it we're just going to keep doing your whatever your your cookie cutter exercises you know go over there with the aid you know you see that in pt all the time yeah but yeah. you know setting setting the 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 patient up for success is kind of like how we 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 frame things like you know when we talk about exactly. it exactly um, you, you have to explain them 
Yeah, like the mindset, anyway. right? Like they're, they're they don't they don't know they're coming to us for for guidance, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, just part of part of the process. Yeah. Um, like I want to touch on a couple things you said uh, you said before. It, we were talking about I don't know what I even meant by this note. Thinking with someone else's wallet. Oh, we we're talking about um, money and like sales and that kind of stuff. I know for me, uh, a big a big shift in my mindset was uh, getting over the fact like I was trying to like forecast what someone else was going to think about how much we charge yeah. so uh, i don't know where i got that phrase from but that, um someone was like you, you're think you're spending too much time thinking with their wallet like you can't think with their wallet you need to show them what you do and show you how how you provide the value and let them make the decision i'm like yeah. oh yeah i am doing that wow damn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some real talk yeah the other uh the other thing you said um like driving home or after the patient left, like sitting there thinking about, Oh, I could have done this. Like I could have done that. Like, I think that is a valuable skill that I don't think a lot of people do like self-reflecting on like a session with people or um, things that you like, Oh, here, we did this today. It went really well. Could I have done something better? Like they just kind of like, all right, Sally's felt better. Good job, Sean. Or Sally didn't feel better. It must mean this exercise doesn't work anymore versus like, okay, why did this help, you know, in this instance, why didn't it help in this instant and those, those kind of things? Yeah. I literally like with patients like that, where like, I just pulled this up. Like, I just literally like, I don't know if you can see that. I just take notes on my, this one up there. Like of like, I, I can see it. It looks like a screen that you wrote stuff on. Yeah. Is it so, an iPad? You guys want to see my notes? No, but I just like, I literally like, if I there's a patient I'm struggling with or like something I don't understand, I think I just, I just literally asked Sean about stuff. Like, can you send me some information on this? Yeah. XYZ? Cause like, I, I go and kind of look and research it. Then I just learn about it a little bit more. Or if there's someone that I'm looking to take on um, that I don't know if I can help them, like I want to make sure I can help them before I actually make them, you know, like go back to the money talk. It's like, you have to make sure you can help the person that you're asking to pay for you. Cause like we should be charging more than I'm sure everyone listening to this. Like if you're, whatever you're charging, go ahead and add a hundred to it. Cause I guarantee you, you're not charging enough. Um, unless it's your parents. I don't know what they do, but uh, my parents, same. um, but it's one of those things where like you have to have that conversation like can i help this person and if you can't then maybe you like you don't take them on right then it's like hey listen i think there's something here but i want to learn a little bit more about what's going on with you if i if i can learn a little more what's going on with you i feel confident that i can really get you where you need to be then we can you know and that's a hard conversation to have because like especially as a young clinician or even where i'm at now to starting a business i want every single person i'm like yes i can help you i can help you you back there you don't even know me i'm gonna help you (laughs) sometimes you get a person and then they just like stump you and like instead of like unconfidently going into a can of uh, care a plan of care with them like just have that conversation up front again be human just be open about it like hey this isn't something that i have worked with before i'd be happy to you know look into this a little deeper and if it's something that i feel like i can learn about and grasp then i'd love to get you back in and see if we can figure out what's going on with you but until then here's some referral sources for you or xyz um but that's a hard conversation to have because that's like the first time i had that conversation i was like depressed for the next two days because <laughs> i'm like this is something like you know i feel like i should be able to help but i just didn't have the knowledge on it but you know there's so many things that come into your office and there's so many people that come into your office like you can't help every single person but at least have like that conversation yeah so, what'd you do in that in that situation when that happened with that patient yeah. like I was, it was a uh, actually i was doing like an initial examination and um there was so much coming up that i was just overwhelmed <laughs> with the amount of things that i would have to work on 
that I, I was just like, listen, I think we have, there's just too much going on right now. Um, I want to help you, but I don't want to like put you through a full, you know, you know, $2,000, $3,000 care plan. If it's, <laughs> if it's not something that we can actually change, or I feel confident with you changing. Um, so what happened was, um, we were able to give them some stuff to manage their pain. So that was a big thing. I was able to help manage the pain, but, um, it took me about a month to get some confidence in like how to treat that symptom. And then I brought them, I brought them back in and I'm like, Hey, I feel like this is what we need to do. We have a plan. Let's go ahead and see this through. And then we started up. So I almost like took some time off to learn about the, what was going on with them and like, Oh, I'm like, oh okay. I can't help with this. But I think the biggest thing, I didn't sleep. I'm like, oh, sorry, I can't help you. See ya. <laughs> I gave yeah. them stuff to manage what's going on. Like, hey, these, these drills will help. These exercises will help. Try X, Y, Z. Um, and then I'll, 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 I'm going to get a hold of you as soon as I feel like this is something we can really start to attack. Um, and that was like the first time I did that. And it was kind of awkward at first because, you know, it's almost like you got to take like a punch to the gut a little bit. But it ended up being really good. And also the patient realized that I was putting them first and not putting money first, which is a tough thing, uh, tough thing to do as a business owner. Um, but I think it's even tougher as a commission with like, you know, just the pride and confidence you have with what you do. And like, you see other people getting all these results online. You're like, why can't I do this? <laughs> it's just like, you know, sometimes you just gotta like take a step back and not worry about that. Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. That's what I was getting at that last part. Like what, what filled that gap, you know, for you? Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Think about that from the perspective of that patient. Like what he's that person, I shouldn't say he, that person has probably been to with multiple medical professionals. Yeah. Had been this person in particular had been to seven in the last uh, two years. And how many of those seven do you think told them, Oh yeah, we can hundred percent help you with this. Every single one of them. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Like dude, you're, you are not normal, man. That's good. <laughs> but, uh, but that's why, although with that, when those cases came up, that's when I know I needed to like, outsource my learning a little bit because like you can read a bunch of books you can do xyz but until like you outsource your learning um to and like shameless plug right now <laughs> but like with like with y'all's mentorship like that was the gaps that i was missing as far as from assessment from um, prog exercise progression from just even learning some of the concepts that i've been learning um just closing that gap was huge uh the okay. past, that 12 weeks because like that was the thing is like you could either a like just forget it happened and then just go to the next, or you can like reflect on it, take some notes, be like, what do I need to learn? And then go make yourself better. Um, Cause it's like maybe that, that six months where you're struggling is going to be tough, but like think about like five, 10 years from now, like the, the, the knowledge and like less stress you'll have. Cause the office I came from, he was a, like, he's a great dude, a good Cairo, um, but would stress, he didn't have any, business in place he didn't have like you know the things that working on with our business coaching the things like structured in place so every month it was almost like chaotic like trying to hit bottom lines didn't have any idea of numbers xyz um so like hiring a business coach getting really good at your clinical skills and like always learning every day every month like is like not what's going to happen like that six months but what's gonna happen a year from now or two years from now that's what i've been focusing on mainly because you won't see sorry it's like here comes the hurricane. Is that the tropical storm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. But that's that that's what I've been focused on too, which is hard because looking that far down the road is tough. So yeah. yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, looking that far down the road, but still being able to take the steps now, you know, to to, to fill the gap is 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 that's, that's the most important. Delayed gratification is what I think differentiates yeah. uh, the best from the rest. I think so. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, that's awesome. 
if this stuff has a great ROI and you know it, then better invest and grind, I would say. So, but a lot of people can't do that. And that's like the normal human psychology, not being able to do that. Yeah. Every, everyone exactly. knows if I eat, okay, eat right, I will lose weight. Everyone knows that. How many people do it? Like obesity is at an all-time high. The information does not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I can say as uh, the, the, the elder on this, this call right here is that something I've learned and come to terms with later in my life is that uh, those feelings like you're punched in the gut or those feelings where you're like something is like super scary, like probably a sign you got to like actually go for whatever that thing is. Um, Very true. If you're trying to grow, right. And get better. Otherwise it's right. It's, treat the same 10 years in a row, same year of experience over and over, like yeah. just in another plug, right? Same year of business experience, 25 years in a row. And there's no, there's no growth, you know? Yeah. And that's what you see. And especially, I don't, I don't know how it is in PT world, but in Cairo world, that's what you see. It's the exact same treatment business. Someone comes in with low back pain, same exercise, same releases, same adjustment every single time. Yeah. Uh, and they do it because like sometimes stuff just works and no one really knows why. Because if, if it wasn't effective at all, yes. it wouldn't have a business. Yeah, yeah. So it does work. Like we like yeah. we like talk shit. Dark in the dark. XYZ, but like it does work because it has to. Dark or so in the dark. It wouldn't have a business. Um, or that's just like what people are willing to pay for, like whatever, like come and get a quick adjustment. Like that's a that's a business model that it works. Model. Yeah. I mean, that, it, it, pressure change. Yeah. This pressure change gradient change uh, manually. And yeah, they uh, temporarily feel better. So yeah. And, that, and that's all they need. Maybe that's all they need or that's all they think they need. They haven't been exposed to anything else, but it's one of those things. Again, where, it comes back. It comes back again. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like creating that that shift, like that, of like you need something else, and that's where, like, you know, I think that's where we become very valuable. But it takes time. Some people just need like it's not bad enough yet. Another Justin plug. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 not bad oh. enough yet. I see that all the time. That happens all the time. We get like because with the process we go through, right? We go through discovery call, discovery visit into first uh, initial assessment. That's kind of like what we've been doing. And like some people, they go through like the discovery call, like, oh, this sounds good. And we tell them like some prices, and like, oh, okay. They're like, eh. and then they get into a discovery visit and then like give them like a, a plan of care or like what the prices would be. And then like they don't, they don't sign up or they don't do it because that's not bad enough yet. Like whatever they're dealing with isn't bad enough yet. And that's just human nature. Like some people just, live just yeah. so, yeah. Uh, but now they know you exist. And then when something, you know, when it gets bad enough, you know, exactly. Exactly. That, that- there, there are enough people with bad enough pain, so. yeah, 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 exactly. So like, again, like delayed gratification, like unfortunately, like we want to those people to start now, so like it doesn't get bad enough. But for mm-hmm. some people, like it has to get to a point where they're then don't even, and then don't uh, uh, think that you you're gonna get miracle done in one session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you can't tell a person too, right? Like you can't tell someone just stop smoking. Like there's gotta be some precipitating event that is going to hit the pain point, right? The hundred percent. Oh, I just had a grandson and I want to be there for them, you know? So now I'm going to stop smoking or whatever it is, you know, like the same with, with pain type stuff. Um, They got to come to the conclusion. And sometimes we just have to help them, you know, guide the thought process a little bit. Yeah. It's crazy. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. But yeah, just like in the cross world, like just people who like I see on a daily basis who are just like walking around like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're literally well, walking, you're walking by me doing this. Uh, you might as well just do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might as well walk by my window with your middle finger up. <laughs> my oh, yeah. 
Why would you? But it's not bad enough yet. Like, not bad enough yet. Yeah. This is something that I'm going to tell, uh, tell you. Sean knows this. Sean, you remember. Like, Mike uh, uh, brought up an interesting thing. Uh, one of my friends who uh, who stayed at my apartment for like a month or so until he found his own. So he's someone who is this narrow ISA, squished front to back, sway back, lower abdomen, pooching like a mountain. And constantly he's doing this. <laughs> on his arms right? out. thoracic outlet for sure like nerves tingling pinching and yeah. but it's not bad yet right to go to a doctor but I, I don't tell him anything like you don't want to like give free advice to people who don't really care so, <laughs> so he, would, he, would, he would be searching the whole world for uh, answers probably the entire nation <laughs> but the solution was like next to him <laughs> right, exactly. in the apartment and you won't be able to <laughs> so and, that, and that's the thing one day he called me uh, because one day uh, one day it was uh, I mean it was like two, three or four months ago he called me that I have this back pain in this scapular region what should I do why is this happening we had a chat for 30 minutes. In the end, he tells me, oh, I think I should go to a doctor because he would be the one who knows the most about this pain, right? I'm like, fuck, you wasted my 30 minutes. And <laughs> go, good luck. Good luck. If the, if you are constantly doing this, yeah. good luck because after a few months or years down the line, yeah. you will be uh, you will be asked to like yeah. operate right. here. You just, want slap, you just want to slap the shit out of that guy. It's like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine, Literally, just try what I'm going to have you do and see if it feels better. That's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. no, I think that's, that's a huge thing, too. It's like, and that happens all the time. I literally had like a friend. He just, he's like, big, like a really good CrossFitter. Like, and I was, I was living in Georgia with him, literally living like right next to him, pretty close to him in Georgia. And we are going to the same gym for two and a half, three years. Then I moved to Florida. He goes, hey, man. My shoulder when I snatch has been bothering me so much. <laughs> so we did virtual, which it worked well. But I'm like, dude, I, we could have knocked this out two and a half years ago. But it just wasn't it wasn't there for me. Like he's like, I can still do it. I can still do it. It got to the point where he couldn't snatch and he couldn't do things. I'm like, now he finally gets a hold of me. But he had to wait till I moved across the country. <laughs> so but it's just so funny how people's like mindsets are. I and mean, that's just that's My, just, yeah. it's just human nature. That's all human it is. Nature, we, man. we all do it in some sense, may not be with pain. Some sense, yes. Like yeah, my computer. My laptop battery has been dead for like a month now, but I'm just like, I don't want to buy a new computer. I don't want to like install. So I'm just like, every time I have to plug it in, turn it on, but it's not bad enough yet. Not bad enough yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say so. But then when it, I think this is the most important thing in your life. Yeah. You, yourself, your health. Anything else comes later. Like this, this up, uh, upgradation can wait. You you can be lazy with this. You cannot be lazy with the with gravity squishing you. So yeah, <laughs> honestly, that, and that needs to be the mindset shift. But it's just shift. Yeah, it needs to be a shift. Okay, that's got to be the shift, Mike. Yeah. I know you got to get going, man. Um, anything else uh, that we did not talk about that you think would be helpful for the audience to know, or are you just dying to get off your chest? <laughs> <laughs> Got another hour? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you want to just cry together about the, the marketing uh, meeting? With you? <laughs> yeah, if you're a student listening to this, like get ahead of the have the business game. 
uh, if you don't want to, you know, I understand like paying for it as a student and stuff, at least just start listening to get in the mindset, start reading books on it, start like learning about how to properly run a business. Cause it's going to, either you're going to learn it, you know, five years down the road when you're stuck or you can learn it ahead of time and be prepared for those, those sticky points and like know what to do and how to execute through those. That's huge. Um, I think honestly, like continuing pushing, like changing the, the, how people see us, or at least as Kairos, if there's like, you know, one other Cairo, maybe, maybe uh, Jeremy will listen to this. <laughs> he might, he might, he might, um, like just like getting out there that you're different. Uh, just get and you have to get out there get to gyms get to wherever your perfect patient is or wherever you think they're going to be and once you decide on that perfect perfect patient avatar um get out and go see them and just talk to them even if they're not ready for you yet or for your service yet like at least they know who you are at least you can start like you know talking with them and letting them know that you actually exist because so many people mm-hmm. i work with they're like i wish i would have found you three years ago yeah i was going through this had I been more active, had I been more proactive with my marketing, had I actually gotten out of my little shell and done things um, that I maybe could have helped that person. And that's my fault as a clinician. So just know that you know, your skills, if you're listening to this, I know I already know that your skills are above way above average because um, AMP don't do below average. <laughs> but that, I think those we, are the biggest things. Not bad enough. We do just good enough is where we have. <laughs> That's my mantra. Just good enough. Just good that's enough. Actually, that's on the back of my. That's on the back of my t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not the worst, you know. <laughs> um, but no, to what you said too, man. Is um, I, I will just second that as someone who is like I'm. I am extremely introverted. I am fine being in my little office here by myself, not talking to people, not doing stuff. Like it doesn't have to be weird like marketing yourself. Like I used to make it weird in my head and literally like it could be, Hey, this business down the street, that owner, they have my population. Like, Hey man, I'm super interested in what you do. You mind if like I take you out for like lunch or like to get a coffee just to learn more about your process and how you like help your clients or at the gym, like to do, I don't know, just literally go there and like work out and let them see you working out. Cause then like conversations are like, you're not selling anything. It's just like, Oh, Hey, by the way, you know, we have an office literally inside your gym. If you ever need it, you know, Exactly. That's it. Like, I did, like yesterday, I ran a 5K. I've never run a 5K in my life. So we uh, need video now of you dancing and you running a 5K. I'll, sc- I'll screenshot my time to you. You let me know if it's any good. We're going to do movement analysis. But that was the thing. I didn't do any, like, I wasn't, like, you know, like, tr- like trying. I was just out there getting myself out there. Then, like, they would ask questions, and I'd, like, for sure, like, oh, and, like, some people are organic. Like, oh, I need to set up an appointment with you. I want to improve my time here. It's, like, you just, like, set yourself up for success. You do that yeah. by getting out. And like, I feel like it's just, we should just label this Justin Rabinowitz. I, I knew, I knew you were going to say it because yeah. it probably just is the same like, thought I had. Yeah, just go, just do, just go out. Cause like, if just you're still starting, you literally, you literally can't mess up. Like, just go, just get out and just be like, once you get like bigger into business, like wherever that is, yeah. whatever that happens to me, um, then like you can be more strategic with that stuff. But if you're just starting, exactly. you know, yeah. get out. Exactly. Cause like, there's so many people and like, nobody, nobody cares. Like, Mm. you care too much for sure you care yeah, too much exactly yeah same with posting. no one remembers 30 seconds later oh sean said something really stupid and then they forget and they come back tomorrow you know it's like it exactly yeah. exactly i so think people, uh, rick said it at uh, i forget his last name cairo <laughs> super successful south jersey practice i, I forget his name um yeah. last name but he said like he was like sarcastically didn't he say something like it's weird when we 
do marketing events, we get more patients. And when we don't do marketing events, like we don't get more patients. Yeah. yeah. Really just putting yourself out there and like, you know, being on people's like front of mind and like all that. Exactly. Exactly. He also said he wanted to put everyone else out of business. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, I mean, that's also a thing too, though. Like be the best. Be the best. best. Yeah. Like there is a, there is a little bit of, I said it before is like a little bit of like arrogance, you know, but it's true. It's like, there's like a lot of crap out there. And when I see someone doing the same in network PT, and charging now $250, $300 a session. I'm like, screw this dude. Like I, he is literally doing something. This person can go, you know, to wherever, like in network place down the street. Like yeah. if I'm going to charge that much, I mean, we, we do, we charge, we charge more. Like I better be good and back up what I'm doing. Like there yeah. is definitely like, uh, like I got to back this up, you know, <laughs> perspective. Yeah. But if you were flying the wall in those Cairo or those PT clinics that are charging more than you right now, you'd be so pissed off at yourself. Why yeah, not 100%. Because like, also, just, like I can learn marketing from these people. <laughs> that's the thing too. I wish I could, how confidently they talk to their, I guarantee like, this is what you need. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, damn, I can't say that. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's yeah. so gray. <laughs> that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing too. People don't buy maybes. So yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. You can be like, mm, this may work. Like, oh, well, that's, that sucks. Cause I'm going to go to the guy down the street. You said it could work. So see ya. So like, maybe so. all right mike thank you man i know you got to go i gotta actually run too yeah for sure thanks guys i appreciate you having me on yeah likewise man thanks for your time and i will uh probably see you tomorrow at 12 o'clock yeah for for another (laughs) (laughs) where 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 uh uh, sales sales training call oh wow yeah yeah we're just you're you're about to see uncle you're gonna witness two empires <laughs> culture and amp man you're gonna see it before your eyes yes <laughs> that's it awesome man oh by the way you have that is an ipad that you're using this one right here yeah in iPad USA, people do not use anything other than apple right people don't use anything else what, what, what is this? Oh, yeah. ah, no, no. come on, come on! <laughs> like, okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> iPad. Like, what is that? I got, I got lined paper. This is called paper. <laughs> My daddy, daddy pad. So, yeah. so uh, people don't use like Samsung uh, uh, or something. Some do. Yeah, we don't like those people, but yeah, they do. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's like once you get one Apple, like it syncs to all your other Apple things. You well, have, it's like you're silly not to, you know. The worst part is like when yeah. you like get in like a group chat and there's green messages. You're like, who's the one guy? Because yeah. you know? <laughs> then people like want to send like the like thumbs up to it. Yeah, it, it gives you like an individual text. I'm like, oh my god, get this guy out of here. What are we Michael, doing? thumbs up, ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> thumbs up, ha ha. Like, okay, we get it. <laughs> oh, the green text bubbles. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye, y'all. See you. Encore, see you, man. See you.